everyone, this is Allison Lee, your host here at CraftCast. And on today's show, I'll be talking with author Jennifer Lee, who wrote the book, The Right Brain Business Plan, as well as lots of news and updates to talk about here in the CraftCast studios. So let's get started. Show number 150. Starting the day again, oh yeah. Letting the sun shine in, uh oh. I'm gonna dig within myself. Uh oh. Life may be never what you think, but I think I'll just go with it and create something new. Just get yourself right into your chair. Come on, listen, you can learn to create something new. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another week here with me, Allison Lee, the host here at CraftCast. And I am happy to report that the rains washed away the snow, or as a, a friend of mine called it, the snurt. That's a mix of snow and dirt, which is what it looked like. It was nasty. So uh, even if it does snow one more time here in the East Coast in March, that'll be a pretend snow, and I'll be in denial about it. So as far as I'm concerned, I see those little little green heads popping their heads up, the snowdrops and daffodils to come. So I am excited, uh, and I'm excited. I just brought home my new car, my new bright red Prius. I'm feeling very good about that. Uh, I have to get used to, though, the no-key experience, which is stops you for a second. You have to turn it off with a button. I'm feeling very, very much like, remember the cartoon show, The Jetsons? <laughs> so. <gasps> oh, me and my Prius with my iPad, what can I tell you? It's the, that's the way I go. So what else, though? Oh, but while it was raining, I had a great time this weekend. Uh, at the 92nd Street Y, the famous Y in Manhattan, one of the famous Ys, where they have a great jewelry program. And I took a class uh, called the Myosin Knot Ring. Did I just say that right? The Myosinian. Myosinian, because it's from that time period, which is 1600 BC around, uh, Greek, which I love that uh, studying the old uh, re recreating, that's how I learned a lot of um, my techniques in goldsmithing and silversmithing was actually Byzantine and ancient methods. So very enjoyable. So uh, great fun uh, taking a class from a wonderful teacher, uh, Pam Farland. You can look her up her work, www her name, and did a wonderful ring and then some, uh, some reposé work, a pair of leaf earrings. So it was fun to get back to some old traditional methods of uh, jewelry making. And being in the city is always, always a good time, always lots of fun. So that was enjoyable. Uh, next up, I'm taking a, I'm, I've been taking a bunch of things lately in the, in the mode. Uh, and you have to do that. If you're teaching it and making stuff, you always have to keep yourself at that beginner level, I think, of uh, relearning you know, recreating yourself and the learning experience. So this Saturday, I'm actually taking a metal clay class. So I'm excited. Uh, what else is going on? Oh, there are some new classes up to take online with me here 
your fearless host and some other wonderful teachers. On March 16th, we have negative space caning in metal clay with Holly Gage. Uh, definitely an advanced technique, but even if you're just starting out, you might want to watch and get uh, excited to give it a try. And you get the recording, so you can save it until you're ready. And then another fun class with Ms. Barbara Becker-Simon. Uh, and um, we're calling it enamel and metal clay bead mashup. Oh, fun. You know how much fun everyone is. Barbara always brings a lot of fun to a class. And she's going to show everyone how to do a graduate set of beads out of that sort of a combo. So it's metal clay with using enamelous color. Totally fun. And then uh, not to forget, Mr. Patrick Cusick, also a joy to play with. And he is going to be on April 6th doing the demonstrating the botanical bracelet that won an award that he made out of metal clay. Uh, plus, he has a sort of an alternate look to it, too, which is also great. So those are coming up. Come on over to www.craftcast, and you can check it out under the live classes. Uh, and also, there's lots of recordings for sale there. So there you go. Uh, see you. Uh, I'm planning my trip to California in April. Mr. Eric Bergen, favorite son, Mr. Bergen, is opening in a new play there called it just went. It just went out of my head. Temperamentals, the Temperamentals, mm-hmm. at the Blank Theater uh, Company, a wonderful theater company out there. So that is very exciting. That's happening in April, and uh, you know that's enough. Always working down here in the Craftcast Studio, doing whatever, uh, getting to know people, getting to get more classes together. I have fun interviews, other interviews coming up. So let me also tell you about ooh, some things. Um, I've added into the show here um, an app review section. Since you all know, I am a, a fiend, a lover, a friend of the iPad revolution. Uh, so much so that, uh, yes, I just put this out to the world. I will be in line buying an iPad too. All of you are chuckling. Go ahead, laugh away. Uh, but when it is your business to create things for the iPad, etc., it's important to keep on the uh, on the head of the curve, edge of the curve. You know what I'm talking about. Someone wrote on my iTunes page. If you've listened to Craftcast over at iTunes, and you can put a comment, they said I was listening to your show on my iPad in my car, and it really wasn't loud enough. I'm like, oh my gosh! Well, I've never thought about that. You know. Um, we should be able to, I'm sure we can, plug our iPads into the auxiliary and run it through the speaker system, but I think this woman was trying to do it freeform there. So, you know, there's always something new in this technology, <laughs> and you've got to keep on top of it, and you you know I love it, so there you go. So iPad 2 coming out this Friday. Uh, and I'm going to tell you one of my I love this app. I've been waiting for it to come out. The only thing I don't like about it, and I never say things I don't like, but I'm going to say this because I know they're going to change it, is um, the price. Oprah Magazine has its own app. I am telling you, they took advantage of all the fabulous interaction and the animation. So it's like having a live magazine. Let me just say that. So enjoyable. And I love the idea that I don't. I can just store them. I don't have to worry about, you know, they're on my iPad. Um because I, I hate throwing them away. So they're slightly pricey. If you get it by subscription and you get the cheaper subscription, it's more money than that. I, I, 
don't quote me, but it's either $3.99 or $2.99, something like that. And I, I'm sure they'll come up with a subscription price eventually, but oh, it's fun. That's a fun app, fun way to look at a magazine. Uh, and then, what else did I want to tell you about? Oh, um, a movie I saw, and I know it was up for an award. I, I, you know what? I fell asleep. I don't know if it won, but it's called Exit Through the Gift Shop, uh, a documentary about uh, graffiti artists. And it's a twist because the man who's making the documentary eventually becomes a very well-known graffiti artist. And uh, it is, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I love movies like that. I don't know if it wants something. It, um, I, you know, because I fell asleep. But I do remember Justin Timberlake came out and he said, I'm Banksy. Uh, and that's the character's name. And you never, one of the character's name and you never see his face. So uh, he was pretending, ha ha, little joke. So I highly, though, recommend that movie plus one other which was, um, this is already on the, you know, the whatever, paid for the, what's it called, on demand. Uh, and it's called Despicable Me. Oh my gosh, it was so, so cute. Uh, we did a lot of laughing out loud when we watched it. So uh, if you want to have a good laugh, great characters, very well done. There's another little review of a wonderful movie. I know you'll enjoy it. So there's a few goodies for you this week. Uh, and now I want to talk to you about today's guest. I got her book in the mail uh, from her editor. It's called uh, The Right Brain Business Plan, A Creative Visual Map for Success. Her name is Ms. Jennifer Lee. No, I'm not related. Uh, and I thought the book was very well done. It's an area that uh, artists you know, hey, anyone trying to do business plans, I, I think a lot of us go, you know, just sort of go like deer in the headlights look when that word is thrown at us because, uh, you know, if you haven't gotten, if you haven't gone to school exactly for that, you know, it's sort of an overwhelming concept to embrace. But I had a great talk with Jennifer and we talked all about that in her book and she does make it very understandable and uh, a great way to start the approach. So she's coming on shortly. Uh, but before that, I have a little music for you. I'm playing a song today by a group or a person, call it a group. Uh, the name is Nilo. The name of the song is Love Solutions. So enjoy that and come on back and I'll be chit-chatting with Ms. Jennifer Lee.
Excited today to have my next guest because we all need this. Why is this one subject that we all sort of look at and think, uh oh, what do I do now? Um, my next guest is an author of the book, The Right Brain Business Plan. Her name is Jennifer Lee. Jennifer, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Hi, it's great to be here, Allison. So, of course, my first question is why the frig does the phrase business plan make all us artists, creative types go <laughs> and wa- literally want to leave the room? Because it's so intimidating. We think that it's like, yeah, like this huge document that needs to have all these numbers, and that's what corporations do, right, to run their business. Well, now, did you make one up and say, look at it and say, this is ridiculous. It doesn't have to be this way. There's got to be another way. How did you? Okay. The first one that I did was from various, you know, traditional business books and stuff. I created a long Word document that I just wrote out a bunch of stuff, and then I literally didn't look at it for another year and a half. <laughs> okay. So it wasn't really working for me. And um, the way that the Right Brain Business Plan came about was I was doing an Art Every Day Month challenge in November of 2007. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I should be reviewing my plans, you know, for 2008. I need to do art today, so why don't I make it art? So I did a vision board for the, um, the first day and did the collage on the front side of an accordion book, and then um, on the last day of November, I did all the details that go into the plan, like the marketing, the finances. I put that on the back in little cards and envelopes and fun stuff like that. Hmm. And it actually was fun. 
know, it was super fun. And I had brought out, I was like, I didn't I do some business plan before? And I brought it out, and it said, like, you know, it was from sometime in 2006. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, what do you think, what is the biggest stumbling block for people? Is it that the, uh, oh, my God, it involves numbers? I think there's or definitely the, the scare factor of the numbers for yeah. creative types who don't feel comfortable. I think the other thing is um, sometimes it feels like we're getting trapped in a box if we put a mm. plan together. You mm. know, creatives don't necessarily like that. Okay. Um, so I like to think of it as it's a roadmap, it's a guide, um, so that you know where you're going, you know. And is that the most important thing? (laughs) Yeah. I I was listening to your video on there, and I thought, oh, that makes sense. You need to know where you're driving your car. Exactly. It's like (laughs) if you are going somewhere, you don't have a map, you don't have a destination, you don't know turn by turn how you're supposed to get there, you're just going to go around in circles. So why not have a GPS? Why not have a map? (laughs) Yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, what do you think is the most important thing that people overlook? What's in a, the in, in, in their plan. yeah in their plan? What's the thing that like they overlook? That's like, hey, you forgot about this. This makes a huge difference. Um, gosh, there could be a number of things. I think probably the two things would be the numbers part of not being really clear about uh, how the money is coming in and how it's going out. I think some people will come up with, here's how much I want to make in the year, but not think about, oh, it actually costs me money. I have to invest in certain things to make that happen, or I have expenses, so they're not actually looking at the net, right, of what they're getting. Okay, so let's, even people saying net and gross can throw some people. Let's oh, just for sure. Let's yeah. just talk about that for a second. How would you look at the numbers? You say, let's do numbers that are easy. I want to make $1,000 this year so we don't have to divide with that calculator. <laughs> uh, and that's what I want coming in. So now, what's the first step in the business plan to break that down? Mm-hmm. I have in the section um, called Managing the Moolah an exercise called the Moolah Map. And what that is, is a fun, tactile, experiential way of getting the numbers just out of your head and onto paper instead of going straight into a spreadsheet and freezing, right? Mm, Right, right, right. (laughs) So it's getting pink stickies and green stickies and brain dumping. What are all the things you think you need to spend money on in your business? So it might be things like, uh, you know, materials. If you're doing crafts, you might need to take a class. You might have some marketing expenses for, you know, doing listings or things like that or doing an expo table. If you know the numbers, put the numbers there. And on the green stickies, you'd write all the different ways you would make money. So it might be different product lines, um, might be workshops, that kind of thing. So that gets out on paper, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically the profit and loss pieces, right? Right. And then you can take that, get receipts and stuff so you can actually put some numbers to that. You can write the number on the sticky and then take that into a spreadsheet. And there's a template that comes with, um, the book, if you download it um, on my site, and you can start plugging in numbers there, but you don't have to freak out with a blank template. You know what I think is that sometimes people freak out, and the truth is once you plug it in, you go, wait, that's not so bad, and now I can oh, see that. Yeah. And it's like, the other side. Exactly. Then you're educated. When you keep yourself mm-hmm. in that confusion and fear, that is way more stressful than knowing, like, oh, I'm actually going to make a profit, or mm, that is actually negative, so what do I need to do? To make that shift. So you're empowering yourself with information. Perfect. I love that. It's education. That makes it it much easier than thinking math that you don't know how to do. Right. And, you know, the other thing you could do with your Moolah map, I mean, if you have a great bookkeeper who won't think you're crazy for doing it that way, (laughs) you can, you know, maybe do that 
Google a map on your own and then have a session with someone who could help you plug it in and maybe do some estimates and guesstimates and stuff like that and do the numbers that way. You know, I don't want to, I really want to point out what you just said, that it removes some of the stress, how important something that is, and people don't realize it until they do it. It real, you know, I made a, uh, an appointment that way myself with an accountant. I said, you know, I'm doing this online business. This is all different. And, 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 and I said, I want to sit down with this person. So it, it went yeah. from, oh, my gosh, I have no idea how to keep. Right. Yeah. And I did that, too. I was like, I want to create my budget. I'm really freaked out. So I had my bookkeeper come over, and we sat down. And it was funny because a lot of the things she was totally guessing, too. I'm like, oh, you guess too? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's acceptable. You know, that really opened it up for me. Like, yeah, you know what? We are kind of pulling these things out of the air. You put a stake in the ground, and then once you have a few months or a year's worth of data, you can say, was that true or not? That's a great way of looking at it too. Plus, the, the simply the term of, you know, one is a business plan, but specifically when you're doing business plan for an entrepreneur, there usually is not a sample to follow. No, right. And uh, I think that is something that is appealing and also frightening. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you just, and that's, this is where I don't know, do you use the, um, I use the, it's totally a gut feeling. It's the resentment feeling for charging something if I'm not sure. I can figure it out on paper, but then I put the number out and say, do I resent that much or does that much work for me? Right, right. Kind of doing the gut check after you've done the number crunching. Correct. Yeah. Do you trust that yourself? Right. Yeah. I think it's very important. Yeah. And then testing it out in the market, right? Are people Correct. willing to pay that? Correct. Yeah. All of those things. Yeah, exactly. So it's I, an art. It's not, you know, it's more of an art than a science. It, nicely put. Very, yeah. very good. And it's an art that has an eraser on the back of the pencil a bit so you can yes. keep keep changing it it's not a sharpie <laughs> no do you remember i oprah winfrey she was talking about her new um network and mm. she said how it started one night a few years ago on the back of a napkin and it was oprah winfrey network owned and it yeah. was just sketching it out 